Should there be some concerns about the lack of depth and the amount of talent in the 2024 Big 12 quarterback class? That and more on today's Big 12 Watch. This is once again the Big 12 Watch here on Crystal Ball College Football. I am your host, Josh Neighbors. We are part of the 365 Sports Network. You all can find this show wherever you get your podcast. Please give it five stars in those places. And obviously, if you are watching, you are watching us here on YouTube, and we appreciate you all doing that as well. You guys can find us on social media. We are at Twitter, at NWPod365. We're going to be adding Facebook and Instagram, as well as TikToks, coming up here in 2024. So we'll start adding those elements in, excuse me, as we go along. We'll be discussing this topic and a whole lot more this off season. So folks, I was thinking about this today because we're going to start attacking some of these teams off season plans. So this week we'll talk about TCU. We will talk about Baylor. We will talk about Houston. We will talk about Cincinnati. We will talk about BYU. All of the schools that missed bowl games in 2023, we will have conversations about where they go from here and Basically, every single school I just listed has some questions about the quarterback situation. And if you factor in some of the other Big 12 schools and even some of the Big 12 schools that had success in 2023, you're left with those questions about quarterbacks. I'll tell you all this. The one thing that we know is coming in 2024 is four new schools. And I'll tell you what. There's an insurgency of quarterbacks. Um, If you wanted to make an argument that three and maybe the top three quarterbacks in the Big 12 next season were all not in the league in 2023, I think you have a fair argument there. I think that it stands to reason that Cam Rising of Utah, Noah Fafita of Arizona, and Shador Sanders of Colorado Next year, if you were to power rank quarterbacks, they might be one, two, and three. If you look at what's coming back, and that's where we kind of get to, all right, folks, what is coming back? Well, Texas won the league. They're moving on, so we can't talk about them. Oklahoma State, I know there has been talk about getting uh, another year of eligibility for one Alan Bowman, but here's the thing, guys. Even if Alan Bowman does come back, right? Are we still talking about this unbelievable quarterback who is returning? I know they've got a Malachi Smith coming in. I believe that's how you pronounce Malachi, the the new kid coming in. And they've got Garrett Rangel, Gunnar Gundy just entered the transfer portal. But that is not some terrific quarterback in Alan Bowman. He's a good quarterback. He's a good player, but not some great player, right? Oklahoma obviously is moving on. Dylan Gabriel has moved on. He goes to Oregon, and we know that obviously Jackson Arnold is taking over there. But once again, not one of the top guys here. A couple ones coming up here. Excuse me, some guys who will get that good consideration. Rocco Becht had a really strong freshman campaign for Iowa State, and that's very good. They were 6-3, and and he got better. And they have got their quarterback. They do. And I expect him to get better. I'm not going to say anything negative about Rocco Becht. 
just that it's been one season. And so it's been one season, right? And we have to, it stands to reason that he would improve and get better, but still one season is just that it is one season. And so we think he'll get better. He should get better. If he gets better, he will be a top five quarterback in this league. I think it's pretty fair to say. Next, Kansas State, Avery Johnson. So out of the returning teams right now towards the top, you've got maybe Alan Bowman slash question mark. We know for sure Rocco backed. Avery Johnson will be taking over command of the Kansas State offense. And the w- next big question for Kansas State is this. Uh, who is going to be the offensive coordinator at Kansas State? Colin Klein has obviously moved on. And so now Kansas State needs to find an offensive coordinator to direct traffic for Avery Johnson. We all believe Avery Johnson is a very, very talented player, right? Avery Johnson is a guy that came in with obviously top 300 credentials when it comes to a recruiting uh, situation, right? Top 100, obviously. He was a four-star guy from Mays, Kansas, the 85th player ranked nationally, the ninth quarterback right in the country. I think the number one player, I believe, in the state of Kansas. So they have a lot of faith and belief in him. And if he lives up to anything like those credentials, he will be an awesome player. But once again, guys, this is not a kid who has been a full-time starter. And I'm actually not even sure if he got the first snaps in a game. He's gotten some first team reps, obviously, but I think, I think this game against uh, their bowl game is going to be his first game as a starting quarterback, right? So talent is there, but it's not measured, right? So you go across the board here, guys, three teams already, Alan Bowman, who might be back, who we think is a good player, not a great player. Rocco Becht, who showed a lot after being pressed into service, but he's got a lot there to, to show, and, and, and he's already put on tape. Avery Johnson, who's got the recruiting credentials, but not yet the on-field success to match that, which is totally okay, right? And then that takes you to Garrett Green at West Virginia. Garrett Green, to me, is a really good player, and if you were to start ranking quarterbacks – out of this returning group, I would say Garrett Green right now, out of everybody we've listed, and if you include Jalen Daniels too, because Jalen, I mean, we'll get to Jalen in a second, but I'll tell you why I've got him behind Garrett. Garrett Green's performance and improvement this season make me put him up there. This is a guy that has clearly gotten better, a guy that rushed for 700 yards and 13 touchdowns, a guy that threw for 15 touchdowns, four INTs, but was only sacked four times, right? I know it was a 53% completion percentage, but what they asked Garrett Green to do, this is one of the more accurate downfield passers that we had in the entire conference this year, Garrett Green was. So yeah, were the intermediates, was everything copacetic within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage? No, but you know what? That guy was a playmaker, a really good player, and I think will be deserving some consideration for your all big 12 teams to start off the season. Garrett Green, in my opinion, should be considered point blank, 28 touchdowns total, four INTs, only four times sacked. This guy is a playmaker and a really good player. So, so this is starting to get to a certain point, guys, 
because because he's a good player. He's not he's not a great player, but you know potentially could be great next year, right? We're putting together a solid list of names. We're putting together a nice list of names, but not a proven star all conference level quarterback, right? Will Howard was that guy, but he enters the portal and Avery Johnson steps up. And, you know, at times it seemed like they wanted to move that offense forward last year. So it does make sense that this is happening now. So I'm kind of, I think we're all, you know, kind of okay with what's happening there on that front. All right. This then takes us to the Kansas Jayhawks. All right. The Kansas Jayhawks, uh, we'll go Texas Tech first because they're, they're next to standings. Texas Tech's got a quarterback coming back in Baron Morton, who I think we all believe will hopefully, for their sake, take the next step next season. But Baron has battled a couple of things. He has battled guys ahead of him. He has had to battle their injuries. He has had to battle his own injuries, right? So even this year, while he was the starter, clearly his downfield passing ability was hampered by the fact that his right shoulder, that can have a right arm, that he has got was not 100%. And so that is something that we have to take into account that, hey, it could go a couple ways. It could go a mixture of these, but you know what? Hey, maybe now Barron's the guy. It's going to look great because he is the guy. He'll have full command, full control. He is the starter. There's nobody being brought in. There's no other quarters, no Donovan Smiths. There's no Tyler Chucks. It is the Baron Morton show in Lubbock and Zach Kitley's offense did look like it was improving. Obviously we'll see if they can maintain the run. We'll see if they can protect their quarterback a bit more when they do run. Cause that has been a big issue for them. But Baron Morton, another good guy, but not a great guy. And here's the thing, folks, a lot of you all will say, well, Josh, we've got this guy. We've got that guy. And this applies to these next two guys. And talking about Jalen Daniels up next. I, all I heard from Texas Tech fans was how good they were when Tyler Shuck played. And guess what you could not depend on? Tyler Shuck playing. That was this huge issue at Oregon. That was a huge issue for him at Texas Tech. And I hope it's not an issue for him as he goes on in the next part of his career at Louisville. I hope that is not what he is having to deal with as he progresses. I hope Tyler Shuck makes it to the NFL. But the same thing stands to reason. You have to, you have to, you have to use that same reasoning and logic and now apply that to the quarterbacks we are speaking of now. Jalen Daniels was the preseason offensive player of the year for the Big 12 conference. But guys, we did not get to see him enough. And that is is what's sad. That's what's upsetting. It gave us the bean. And, and what a great video we had the other day, the VeggieTales video about the bean that everybody they put out you know, about Jason Bean. Uh, that was great. That was super cool. And I think we all loved watching Jason Bean rise to the occasion this year. But, but uh, you know, oh, I just got this news too. Sean J. Raj. Hey, Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks coming back for another year of eligibility, man. That's great stuff. That is great stuff. Great stuff. So we're going to have Taj Brooks back in the league next year. Very excited about that. Jalen Daniels, though, is a very capable quarterback, a, a, an all-conference level quarterback for sure. But he has got a nagging back injury that has kept him out of the lineup 
now for it's been back to back years too. We've seen this injury take its toll on Jalen. We hope Jalen comes back. We I hope Jalen has an all conference year. You know, I mean, everybody's in the Big Twelve, but I think we'd all love to see a guy from the remaining, you know, the remaining eight, hateful eight, or you know, the news the the, the older schools get that distinction postseason next year. That'd be awesome to see. But there's no guarantee we can trust Jalen Daniels to to be there. The same way we can't trust that Baron Morton will be there and get better. And he might, but there's not the dependability with that that we'd hope for. And then you get down to the rest of these teams. Guys, UCF is going to have to move on from John Rice Plumley. Donovan Smith sounds like he's still hanging out at Houston, so that's good news. Keaton Slovis in and out, but I believe he is out of eligibility at this point in time. And so because of that, I think it's, it stands, you know, it, it's uh, kind of one of those deals where, Hey man, like it's over for slow at this point. Uh, let's see. Played 19, played in 20, 21, 22, 23. So yeah, Keaton Slovis should be out of eligibility at this point in time. You never know with waivers and how things go like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, what I've seen, I mean, he's been playing, he played full in 19. He played full in 20. Yeah. Full in 21 and full in 2022, and full in 2023. So Keaton Slovis is is kind of out of time here at this point in time. So BYU's got something to decide about that quarterback position. We've also got Baylor, who's got something to decide about that quarterback position as they bring in a new offensive coordinator. We have got TCU. They've got Josh Hoover who perform very well. They've got Kendall Bryles, but can they lure a KJ Jefferson type of player out of uh, Arkansas, right? He is not yet committed to the portal. And also UCF, can they get Grayson McCall, who I know just visited for them? Can they draw him and get him to go to UCF? Because, hey, they've got a guy in McLean who was there, did a pretty good job for them, but obviously uh, you want to be sure on some of these positions. Cincinnati obviously goes and gets a portal quarterback. Like all of these schools have something to show at quarterback guys who are the only proven players anywhere that are somewhat around a level that is going to be like an all conference level. Garrett green, maybe Jalen Daniels, but he's not healthy. That's all. That's all you got, Josh. Uh, uh, we're hoping Rocco Beck gets better. I mean, guys, this is not a great quarterback class next year, right now. It's a whole lot of ifs and buts, and you all know they say ifs and buts, candies and nuts, and all that that jazz, right? So that is what we're facing right now when it comes to the 2024 Big 12 quarterback class, right? I'll give you, uh, I'll give you, um, uh, totally, but, um, the kid cam rising at Utah, all conference. He'll be first team, all big 12 next year, starting off preseason. Fafita was awesome this season at Arizona. Once they made the switch to Noah Fafita at quarterback for the Arizona Wildcats guys, this is a, not a big guy, but this is a freshman who was 74% passing 23 touchdowns and five INTs on the season for Noah Fafita. He ended it in that territorial guys. And here's the thing. His last three games were like his last actually, honestly, guys, he was 
he was money in a lot of their games this year. I mean, you look at some of these numbers against UCLA. He was 25 of 32 for 300, three scores in the air. And, and also too, that UCLA defense is really good. 78% completion percentage, 34, 31 went against Colorado, 21 of 35 for 214 and two scores only sacked one time. Utah, 22 of 30 for 253 and two scores. Arizona State, 30 of 41 for 527 and five touchdowns. That was an Arizona school record. This is a serious quarterback coming in from there. And then you take on Shador Sanders. And look, guys, they're trying to revamp that offensive line. They're trying to get that offensive line looking, uh, you know, uh, really good, obviously. And get that back to a place. But Sanders this season, folks, was 69% completion percentage, 27 touchdowns, three INTs, and he ran for four as well. Excuse me. But this is a guy who's coming in who looks pretty good. And then next year, I'd be shocked if Jaden Rashada was not the guy at Arizona State. And we all know about Jaden Rashada's credentials as a recruit, the 44th ranked player in the country, the sixth ranked quarterback, the fourth ranked player in Colorado. He has still got that ability, still got that talent. And if he adds on weight, you know, kind of as Jared Goff was his comp, sky's the limit for him. So I'll say this, folks, it's not done yet. The transfer portal is still active. We still have plenty to be settled in that realm. And thank God that the imports coming in look like they are pretty good quarterbacks because when it comes to what's left in the league, we've got, we hope, Jaden uh, Jalen Daniels. We've got, we hope, uh, Baron Morton. We've got a solid season from Rocco Beck. We've got the potential of Avery Johnson. We have got maybe another year of Alan Bowman. We've got the quality overall, strong, sturdy play of Garrett Green. We've got maybe a Josh Hoover. We've got potentially a Donovan Smith. Folks, it's pretty rough. It is pretty rough right now on that quarterback front. Also, a quick note before we get out of here, Andy Avalos has just been named TCU's new defensive coordinator. We'll talk with Steven Simcox of Locked On TCU, Locked On Horn Frogs tomorrow. We'll get the lowdown on what's happening there. We'll get the lowdown on TCU's offseason, what that's going to look like as well, how they are doing in the transfer portal, which I've heard so far is very good in the transfer portal, the task that Sonny Dykes has ahead of him, what Josh Hoover's future is going to be. We'll have, try to have uh, Grayson Grunheffer on this week, talk about the Baylor Bears, what their offseason will look like. We'll uh, maybe have Kevin Borba on to talk about some Colorado stuff. We'll talk Colorado this week too about you know, they're another one of those schools that missed a bowl. Arizona State, we will talk about. They missed a bowl. We'll get all of these schools that missed Cincinnati, uh, Houston, BYU. We'll get everybody who missed out on bowling season taken care of. You all can find this podcast wherever you all get your podcast. Five stars in those places. Please, please, please give us five stars in those places subscribe to this channel, like the video, leave comments. That all helps out this show. Make sure you find us wherever you get your podcast at NW pod. Three sixty five is the place you all can find me at Josh neighbors underscore as well. Big 12 hoops talk is coming guys. 
what a big weekend for Big 12 hoops. I know some teams finally lost some games, but one team that did not lose was Oklahoma handling the Razorbacks of Arkansas. Kansas gets a big win over their hated rival in Missouri. I mean, this this was a strong weekend overall, overall for Big 12 schools. All right, folks, we'll see you all manana.